the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Indeed, it is Bob Bernie Live, but it is also the Bill Bunkley Show. It's also the Don Crow Show. We have linked all three stations together today, and we are simulcasting in Columbus, Ohio, on The Word, 880 AM and 104.5 FM. Faith Talk in Tampa, Florida, on AM 577, 60, and 910. And in our nation's capital, WAVA 105.1 FM. So I am your host and guest host. And it's my privilege and honor. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE, and that works anywhere in the continental United States, 877-262-5483. And I believe we have Mark in Columbus, Ohio back. Mark, are you there? Hey, Bob. Hey, we we lost you a little while ago. I have no idea what happened. Well, I'm very thankful that I was able to call back and... uh all that so um i uh i played around with my i I shouldn't touch my phone i really shouldn't well and and you should probably pay your bill you know they cut Ah. it off when you don't pay mark (laughs) uh what's on your mind you want to talk about america i believe no oh no i just wanted to say what i'm thankful for i am thankful that i live in america where so many people we know don't enjoy the freedoms that we do, and we just got to guard those freedoms. But uh, I'm thankful most of all for my wife, well, for God, first of all, and for the, him uh, leading me to my wife and my grandparents who uh, raised me and uh, mostly raised me and my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she did a good good job, too. But uh, And then uh, uh, I'm also thankful for Lambert's home when the throat roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you know goodness! Oh well, I've been there. Yes, I've been there two or three times. Love that All place. Right. It's a great restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. For our listeners who have no idea what in the world we're talking about, and it is not in Ohio or Florida or in Washington D.C. It's in Missouri. It's down in the Ozarks. It's a restaurant that's been there for many years. It's called Lambert's, the home of the Throwed Rolls. And we're talking about bread rolls, like biscuits. Uh, They come out of the kitchen with a big tray of rolls. And they start throwing them. Who wants a roll? And they begin throwing them across the room, and people are catching them. And and, uh, they're very good. The food's very good. And it is world famous for their Throwed Rolls, not thrown rolls, but throwed rolls. How many times have you been there? I think I've been there twice. Okay. Uh, yeah, we went, uh, you know, family vacation and stuff. Passed through there and had to stop. Yeah. So, so first time, first time was, you know, just well, there's a neat 
restaurant, and the second time was uh, intentional. So, oh, so the first time you didn't know that you were going to have rolls thrown at you. I didn't know. No, okay. we didn't. We, All right. So, uh, but uh, they, yeah, they great food. They come out of there they with uh, bins full of yeah, big this and that family and style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Lambert's is not paying me or. Mark, at least I don't think. Maybe they're maybe they're paying Mark. That's why he called in. Uh, well, know. now I got to give the disclaimer. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you were talking about you were, you know, been to Missouri a lot, and and I, that made me think. I ha- figured I'd better ask you. So, well, anyway. all all of my family is from Missouri originally. I never lived in Missouri. My parents moved to California in the forties. And I was uh, born and raised in Southern California, but but all of my family. You shake a tree in Missouri, and one of my relatives will probably fall down. I've, I've got relatives all over Missouri. How about that? Yeah. All right. All right, Mark. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> so we're in Columbus, Ohio, broadcasting in Tampa, Florida, and Washington, D.C., and we're talking about a restaurant in Missouri that throws rolls at you. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, let's get into something really, really important and something really, really serious. If you were to listen to my program for any length of time at all, you would quickly learn that I am a fanatic on the authority of Scripture. I believe with all my heart that the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God. People ask me all the time, Bob, what do I look for in a church? First question, very first question, what do you believe about the Bible? And then get very pointed. Do you believe that the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God? If they are unwilling to answer in the affirmative to all three of those, just thank them and move on. Why is this so important? Well, because it determines who wrote it. Who wrote it, and, well, that's God, and how did he write it? We get real technical for a moment. I subscribe to the plenary verbal um, uh, theory of Bible inspiration. Plenary verbal. Plenary means all of it. Every, every, every word. All of it. And then verbal. Every single word. Of course, in in the original language. The Bible is very clear that the Bible was given by God himself. 2 Timothy 3.16 is just one of many verses. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And most of you that are even elementary Bible students know that the word inspiration there literally means God breathed. It's very similar. Now, that's Greek in the New Testament, obviously. In the Old Testament, God created Adam. But he had no life. And it says God breathed into his nostrils the bread of the breath, not the bread. We were talking about bread at the restaurant. The breath of life. 
well, it was the actual breath of God that gave life to Adam. It's the same concept in 2 Timothy 3.16. God breathed his word. How did he do it? He used human instruments. Well, then it was just men writing what they thought God wanted them to write. No, 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 no. No. Much more than that. God, in his infinite wisdom and power, used individual authors, individual human beings to write. And God is brilliant enough that he could use their personalities and yet inspire every single word. You know how you can recognize the voice of someone? You hear, you can't see them, but you hear their voice. You go, oh, that's John. That's Betty. That's, you know, that's Bob or, you know, whatever. If you have read the Bible many, many times, you can usually hear the voice. Oh, well, I'm not sure what book that's in, but that, that sounds like Paul. Uh, I'm not quite sure what chapter, but that's Peter. You know, oh, that's written. Uh, Matthew wrote that way. God wonderfully used the personalities of the writers, but he gave them every single word. That's why we say inspired, infallible, and inerrant, not one single error. Now, why is that so vital? Because when you lose any of those, particularly inerrancy, When you lose that, then you lose the ultimate authority because then you say, well, there are some errors because it was written by men. Now, most of it's true, but, you know, there, I mean, because it was written by men, of course, there are errors, there are exaggerations. And once you start down that path, it doesn't end. You begin doubting this story and that story. Well, uh, Joan and the Whale, well, it was a wonderful story, but it probably didn't happen. And then you come all the way back to creation and say, well, that's a wonderful story about Adam and Eve, and it's very, very symbolic, and it's very, very important, and we can really learn a lot, but <laughs> there was no Garden of Eden. There was no real Adam and Eve. You keep traveling farther and farther and farther down that road until you have nothing left but an inspiring religious book like anything else. And man becomes the final authority, not God. Man determines what parts are inspired and true and which parts aren't, rather than God. Now, why did I go through all of that? I'm glad you asked. We need to take a break. And when we come back, some startling things that are happening concerning the Bible. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll return quickly.
This is Bob Bernie Live. All right. Thank you for allowing me to take a little bit of time to uh, lay down a foundation for what I want to say about this next story. Believing that the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God is essential. We can't compromise on any of those. There are a lot of people that say, well, yeah, I think the Bible's inspired because when I read it, I'm inspired. I think it's very inspiring. Well, yeah, but did God write every single word? Oh, I don't know about that, but it's very, very inspiring. Infallible. Every single word is true and inerrant. And the original languages as given to the original authors, not one single error, not one contradiction. When we begin compromising on that, we are ultimately taking away the authority of God and placing it in the hands of men. Well, God used human authors, and they interjected their own thoughts. That's one thing. Or uh, how how could Paul possibly have understood what society and culture would be like in the year 2023? So we have to interpret Paul's words according to a cultural context. We're hearing, we're hearing that all the time now. Paul couldn't have understood. I mean, he lived, you know, in the first century. How could he possibly know what things would be like in 2023? Well, he didn't. But if the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit of God, who knows the future as well as the past— then the Holy Spirit of God knew what would be going on in 2023. And he wrote it in such a way that it covers all of the ages. Which brings me to this story. Quote, making Jesus in their own image. Certain groups, political, religious, and ideological, are using AI, artificial intelligence, to rewrite the Bible. For instance, PETA, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, has begun to retranslate the Bible. I quote, In People for the Ethical Treatments of Animals' AI version of Genesis, the terms beasts and creatures are exchanged for beings, And cloth made of hemp and bamboo is described as the clothing that God provides for Adam and Eve instead of animal skin. Yeah. Well, why would they do that? Well, people for the ethical treatment of animals do not believe that any animal should ever be killed to eat or whatever. And Genesis is very clear that when Adam and Eve sinned and they clothed themselves with fig leaves or plant leaves— that God provided animal skins for them. And, of course, you and I understand that that is a picture in the very beginning of the book pointing to, ultimately, the Lamb of God dying for the sins of the world, the innocent dying for the guilty, the innocent being sacrificed 
for the guilty and to cover their sins. And again, you know that. But people for the ethical treatment of animals are saying, well, it doesn't have to say that. I mean, yeah, well, maybe if there was an uh, an, uh, Adam and Eve, well, they probably would have been covered with bamboo or hemp or other things. There are other groups that are taking the Word of God and retranslating it to fit their own purpose, their own beliefs. So in other words, instead of believing that God created all things for his purpose, they're creating a God for their purpose. Instead of believing that man was created in the image of God, they're creating a God in the image of man. Because once you begin either denying or even doubting the absolute authority of Scripture, begin doubting whether God himself wrote it through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit using human authors, which again is called plenary verbal inspiration. If you even begin compromising on that, then you have chosen a path where God's authority becomes less and less and man's authority and man's interpretation grows greater and greater. And with artificial intelligence, a religious group can put into the algorithms for translation their bias towards this, towards that, and they tell the computer, translate this text and a Bible will be produced mirroring their personal biases, thus destroying completely the authority of the Word of God. That's why I say continuously, constantly on this program, there can be no compromise on the absolute authority of Scripture. There cannot be. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.